Trevor, and we are the Boo Crew. Welcome to episode 190. Here's a Boo Crew festive fright fact. Ho, 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 scary Christmas. Oh, God. <laughs> In 2015's Krampus, the gingerbread man Lumpy was voiced by actor Seth Green. This time around, you are joined by the amazing Kiernan Shipka. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Part 4 is coming to Netflix on December 31st. She'll tell you all about what's in store, explore her own love of the horror genre, working with Oz Perkins on The Black Code's Daughter, and much more. Plus, we are joined by our friend Chrissy Fox of the bands Knee High Fox and Quinn. She's a hit songwriter and an award-winning horror filmmaker. Also hanging out with us, Tyler Connolly of Theory of a Dead Man. Their album Say Nothing is out now. We all get together and try out an incredible remote escape room that you can do while in lockdown safely from the comfort of your own home. It's Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn by Hourglass Escapes in Seattle. And we tell you, Boo Crew listener, how you are going to get 10% off. At time of release, we are still under lockdown out here in California due to the global pandemic. Most, if not all, indoor recreational activity is non-existent from concerts to movies to restaurants in order to attempt to keep everyone as safe as possible through this. And what we are seeing is people bringing entertaining events in really unique and inventive ways through these times with drive-through and remote experiences. We had the opportunity to check out one of those, the totally remote and officially licensed Evil Dead 2 escape room out of Hourglass Escapes in Seattle. Lauren and Leo and I were joined by our friends Chrissy and Tyler and gave it our groovy best. You guys are veteran escapees, Tyler <laughs> and Chrissy. What did you guys think of this thing? Oh my God. I thought, well, going into it, I didn't know doing an escape room remotely if it was going to be kind of boring or slow paced or difficult with multiple people, but it actually way exceeded my expectations. It was so much fun and I didn't really feel that different than being there. I felt like the host was amazing. All the challenges were very clear and easy to, you know, distinguish, which, um, yeah, so I was very pleasantly surprised. I can't wait to do more now. I'm I'm obsessed. There's a couple others on the side. I was looking at them. I think there's a oh yeah, there's the ghostly galleon, which looks like a pirate ship one, and mm. the rise of the mad pharaoh. And that's just on hourglass escapes. I've seen a couple other ones. I think the basement escape room in L.A., which I think you guys have probably been to. They so have you guys. Yeah. Is that was that yeah. the basement? Yeah, yes. that's the one we did. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. They got one called, like, I think My Name is Jamie or something, the last I heard, where you interact okay. with a live actor and escape or help her escape. or so. I think she's held captive and you got to navigate her out of there somehow. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have to do all of these now. Yeah. This is, this is the dr- new dream team right here. Exactly. <laughs> well, Tyler, what did you think, man? I loved it. I, you know, I, to be honest, like, I'd seen the uh, the online ones before because of COVID. These escape rooms, like uh, they shifted, right? They're like, oh, we're gonna do it. And I saw kind of a preview of one where they had the guy walking around and turning doors and stuff for people. And I was like, I don't know. And then we did it, and it was like, uh, it was way better 
than I expected. Like I, it was amazing. Like I was so happy and I was sad when it was over. I just wanted to do another three hours. <laughs> Tell right. my guy, like what he was so good too. You know, what's funny is for some reason, I don't know why, but for some reason I thought it was local. And then he was like, Oh, you know, we're here in Seattle. And it, was, it felt so weird to be like doing an escape room in Seattle when right. we're here in LA. It's like weird. Right. But yeah. it's just so cool. I love it. It's really cool because we wouldn't be able to do that escape room here unless we went physically to Seattle. So I think maybe there are other places that are doing stuff like all around the world. Yeah. You can do no, escape sure rooms anywhere. For anyone listening who hasn't done it or can't really picture how a remote escape room would work. So we all logged in through Zoom and we were kind of, there was an avatar character who was in the Nobi cabin from Evil Dead 2. And it was Shemp, a reference to how Sam, Sam Raimi puts in his character credits, fake Shemp, just something that Sam Raimi always does. And so Shemp, we're kind of navigating this guy through the cabin and he's trying to escape. There's like a plot synopsis here. Okay, so you got to guide your leader, Shemp, to escape the cabin and find a way to return the evil dead to their realm before the cabin is sucked into a time-space vortex. So he's there to kind of just look around the room. And I remember like when we signed in, I know, Tyler, you had mentioned you were a little nervous and feeling weird that you felt yeah. nervous because it's remote on Zoom. But I felt the same way, yeah. simply because I didn't know what yeah. to expect. I didn't know how the actor yeah. was going to interact with us. But I was really kind of calmed by the way he navigated the room, the way he kind of directed the experience for us and did it in a way that he didn't give anything up, but he was encouraging at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He even says at the end, he said, look, I want you guys to win. There's nothing worse. What did he say? He talked about COVID. He's like, look, it, it sucks right now. Last thing you want to do is spend money and then not escape an right. online escape room. <laughs> so I like that. He was like, you know, I'm going to encourage people. I'm going to, if you know, if I feel like the group's not really doing well, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, kind of direct them. And I thought that was great. I felt like he did that well because I've been in escape rooms where they start giving things away to you that like physical ones when you don't want it. And, and there's like a nice balance. I felt like if you actually pay attention to him, he only says things that maybe matter that you, if you're physically there, you know, maybe it was something you would notice, but you can't notice because you can't physically touch certain things. And so, yeah, it's just really paying attention. And he gives like the right amount of hints. It was also cool that it was nonlinear and that we could kind of solve it in any order we wanted. And there was different paths to get to the end. I thought that was cool being that it was remote you know that was cool and there was actually different rooms that you could explore within the cabin too which was awesome i didn't expect that that was just gonna be this one space and i like like the physical props of things those were really cool yeah the set design and everything it looked legit like the necronomicon and the kandarian dagger and all that shit (laughs) looked awesome yeah they took time on that and i appreciated that one thing that i thought was really handy was to have that chat feature in zoom up in order to kind of keep track of what was going on into a certain number of people in the group could go almost offline and work on puzzles while other people in the group would continue to direct Shemp through the cabin and move mm-hmm. on to other puzzles. I thought that was really cool. Having the five of us too, is like a perfect amount. I've never done any, any one of these in person or, or not you know, in virtual. So, and I've always heard of stories from Christy and spider and, you know, Tyler and, and I'm like, how is this going to play out? You know, so I, I didn't realize how much fun this was going to be. And, you know, now I really want to do one in person, but <laughs> this online virtual experience is pretty damn fun. It, it, it's, it's not what I expected. It's like, 
in this case, I think like what you said, Chrissy, the key was it being nonlinear. So mm-hmm. what I loved is that Shem definitely got his steps in because we were like, hey, what's over there? Hey, let's come back over here. Go over there. You know? So we're like solving puzzles, get putting the clues together and just looking around that room. That set design was very impressive. It almost felt like a real promotion for a movie almost like they were going to do an evil dead four or something. That's what you so, got to um, do when you license that shit, yeah. man. You got to make it look yeah. good. Yeah, they paid attention to all these little, they had all these special little details that when you play it, if you're an Evil Dead fan, you'll pick up on it. Little small things that, and he showed us at the end if there was anything we missed, which was really cool too. I think what's great with these two is that, like me and Christine have have done some that are like, they're so scary where they they put bags over your head (laughs) and they'll like, they'll they'll handcuff you and and chain you to like a wall and and. And some of them are like very cla- who's who here is not claustrophobic and then they make you get into like a, no. a coffin and they lock it and stuff. <laughs> and it's like, I think a lot of people are like, there's no way I'm doing that. So I think the online thing is like, now I think I can get my dad to do this. It would be pretty fun because he's, you know, he wouldn't be, have to be going into a coffin. <laughs> they could have your cake and eat it too with this way. It's great. Right. Yeah. You guys yeah. remember when we put my dad into the coffin at, in the basement and then we just watched him scream like a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> when did, we weren't at that one, Wait, were we? Yes, you were. Yeah. Trevor. Yeah. What? yeah. Was what? that the one? Yes, we took yeah. our father. I don't remember him in a coffin for some reason. <laughs> oh, was the study? Yeah, the study. That's right. Study, was that yeah. the one? I remember yeah. there was someone in a bedroom, like lying in a bed mm-hmm. at some point, right? That's, that's right. Okay, that's the same one. Yeah. Leo, I'd love to see you going through an actual physical escape room. <laughs> oh, me too. The bag on his head? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, why I'm couldn't we send Leo, my head. <laughs> send Leo by himself and we'll just all watch remotely so everyone's no safe. Way. There you go. It was fun. You know, it was fun watching you guys. You guys are veterans. It was just like, I'm trying to absorb what's going on, right? Everything's, you know, moving a little quickly, but at the same time, it's like, oh, there's something there, something there, something there. And you guys are like honed in. You guys are like, I know that that's got to go here. This has got to be. The-. And I'm like, man, this is fun. Like you got to get into that mindset. Watching Chrissy and Tyler do it. And we went when, yeah. when we went and did one at the basement is the same thing. There's like a certain logic that applies to seemingly all escape rooms. that You kind of get into that mindset first before you go in and watching them do it. You can kind of jump in there. How many have you guys done? Do you think? Probably. Close to a hundred, maybe oh, more. So, yeah, might be so more. Many. Might be more. I, I don't. I think we actually at some point ran out of escape rooms to do in in Los Angeles and surrounding area. But then yeah. new ones have popped up, and now this. Now this is a whole new world. Now we can like do escape rooms. Yeah, in Seattle or anywhere. Like, I'm gonna this try is to amazing. find ones in Russia. There's probably yeah, there probably is. <laughs> I heard I heard some of the overseas ones are amazing. Like I heard Germany, I think has some incredible ones and. I, I mean, if any of them are available for us, that'd be amazing. But Chernobyl, yeah. there's a good one I hear in Chernobyl. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's open. <laughs> That's terrible. Now you have 70 but, minutes to escape this room, by the way. Leo, sorry, I keep interrupting you. What were you going to say? No, no, no. No, I was just, uh, you know, thinking about because my concern and I asked this question after the fact was what happens if we don't solve it? You know, because I was thinking, what if we missed it? Like, really, what happens? And, and just like you guys pointed out, because you guys caught on, you guys are the experts at this, is that he was guiding us along the way, even though, you know, he was aloof at, at something. He's like, oh, here's a, here's a flashlight. I don't know what that's for, you know? Yeah. yeah. And we're kind of like, 
okay, black flashlight, that's got to go somewhere, you know? But it's cool that, like, the story, like, he'll, he'll push us along, and, and you know, we, we completed this in, what, 55 minutes, was it? I think so. Yeah, it's 70 mm-hmm. minutes yeah. total you have, but yeah, we, we managed oh. to get out. Yeah, I thought it was only an hour. I thought we just got out, but um, that's actually good to know that it was that long. But you guys all did awesome. The fact that, you know, especially Leo's never even done one, it, it felt like everybody was pulling their weight. That's a big thing in escape rooms. One person can ruin the experience for you. So, <laughs> my God, I bet you you guys have probably been through that where you get paired up with someone who you don't know and you're just like, oh, yeah. Fuck. yeah. <laughs> That's the trick. Yeah. That's the trick. Cause we've done that before where we kind of purposely sometimes we'll buy the whole, cause you go and yeah. sound like, oh, we, there's a, we can do like up to six or eight people. And we're like, no, no, no. Cause you don't really, bond with strangers right you get in there and it's just like you've got maybe like a family of four or me and christine and then they won't they won't tell us like what if they found something we're like yeah all right take charge here yeah Um, so uh we've we've strategized and we we would like make sure we'd only go if it was just like the three of us or something we wouldn't allow strangers in no that makes sense that's like when you get seated at you when you go to like benihana or something and you gotta eat with like a bunch of drunk guys we've done that right we've taken the family taking the kids we go let's go to benihana and we go there and it's always like really drunk business guys who get sat with us yeah Uh, Yeah. and i'm I'm trying to eat my shrimp and i'm like this is horrible Or it's the other way around where there's like a, some couple on a romantic date right. and it's yes. yeah. your poor kids screaming and yeah. you're like, I feel so bad. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. The one <laughs> thing that we didn't do was they gave us like a kind of like a virtual leaflet before we went into the escape room that had even drink recipes, like evil yes. dead seemed drinks and you could play like a drinking game along while you were playing. And then if you want to go even further, there was characters you could pick with like cosplay uh-huh. ideas if you wanted to dress as the different characters when you go in the room which yeah. is kind of yeah. cool That's if you awesome. want to go that far if you want to nerd out well they did lend like they had the briefcase this isn't really giving anything away that has for each individual character certain things you're like oh this is my character's whatever prop so it is kind of cool if you actually went all the way and tried that i mean that's actually really cool if you think about it because every character had some attributes, something attached to them. So, for example, if you were that person who has a magnifying glass, you got to speak up. You got to be like, hey, guys, I got this. Or yeah. I got this prop. Or what do we do with this? So it's like, yeah, you can take the cosplay role playing even further and make it even more immersive, even though you're all at home. I think if anybody decides to do this, just be really open, really pay attention. But it's so much fun. Like, you're going to have the best time. If you're hesitant or even new, I think he... He was a great host. Like I felt like they did it right. I don't, I, that's the first one I've done remotely, but I mean, that one was incredible, even as someone who goes to them physically all the time. So, so our friend Seth, the owner and creative director wanted to make an exclusive announcement. And that's that the evil dead escape room, the evil dead Two escape room is being extended until March 1st. It was just going to be until the end of this year, but now it's till March 1st. So you have plenty of time to do it. And if you log in with the promo code boo crew 10, you get 10% off, which is really good. It's currently up for game of the year. If you're a fan, you can go to vote at escapetherumors.com. And if you want to book it, hourglassescapes.com to get in on that. So before we let you guys go, Chrissy, what's the latest with you? You got a new band, Quinn, right? Yeah, that's talk right. About, talk about Quinn. It's kind of a, it's a little female... I guess you wouldn't say super group, but a female group of girls that are from different bands. So it's actually, I'm the singer from my band, obviously, Nehi Fox. And then our bass player is Emma from Sick Puppies. 
And then Alexia, our guitar player, she's the lead singer of I Set to Kill. And then Tuesday, our drummer was actually the original drummer of Mihai Fox. So we came together and we made this really cool, heavy girl rock band. And we're currently working on our first record. Um, we're working with Rob Cavallo, which has been really awesome. Learning a lot from him. He's a pretty big legend and someone who all of us were really, really excited, like dream person to work with. So that's been really exciting and fun. And yeah, it's been keeping us busy through quarantine because we've been able to write remotely through Zoom and sending stuff back and forth. And yeah, it's been an interesting process, though, compared to normal. Is there a horror themed video coming soon at some point? There is. Well, so the entire record is actually a concept record. And so it's a storyline of, without giving too much of it away, it's sort of based on the reality we have now, but amplified times a thousand where people are getting immunizations and becoming zombies and nice. violence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so every song is basically part of the storyline and it goes all the way down. And we have a lot of graphics and videos and stuff that are going to go along with it. And it's been a really cool, unique process, especially right from the get-go when no one's ever heard this band to have the storyline behind it that's like larger than life. So it's been really fun. And then film-wise, nice. What the Spell is kicking ass all over the place. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, we've, it's been really great. We're almost nearing the end of our um, festival cycle, which has been cool. And I also finished through quarantine, um, obviously following all the safety protocols. I actually shot my first feature, which is an anthology feature. And so it's finished. I'm actually in the process of making a deal. So I think it's going to be released worldwide or, you know, early, mid next year. Which wow. I'm really Congrats. That's amazing. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. It was really fun to do a monster movie through this. I feel like it's what everybody kind of needed. All the actors are like, oh, thank God I just get to act and do something fun and scary. And it's been a really, I feel like it's kind of kept my head together through all this craziness, you know, yeah. just making monsters. Yeah. yeah. Oh. The Boo Crew will be right back. When was the last time you were afraid? Really afraid? 20th Century Fox presents The Mephisto Waltz. The Sound of Terror. Who are the beautiful people of the occult? What is the incredible secret of the black dog called Robin? What terrifying rituals do they perform by the light of a black candle? Brace yourself for the ultimate transplant, the human soul. Brace yourself for the Mephisto Waltz. Starring Alan Alda, Jacqueline Bissett, Barbara Parkins, and Kurt Jurgens. The Mephisto Waltz. Rated R. Under 17. Not admitted without parent. Brace yourself for the sound of terror. It comes every time you hear the Mephisto Waltz. crew back with Tyler Connolly and Chrissy Fox. Chrissy's debut full-length horror feature called Frank coming out in 2021. I saw a little <laughs> clip and it is so good. The monster is so scary. Like, Thank you. I'm so excited to see like the whole thing. 
Well, that's and awesome. a little Shand has a special guest. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I recorded that thing in here. <laughs> <laughs> she is stoked, yeah. man. We were showing her what was she? She's into Annabelle movies right now. So we watched oh, Annabelle yes. Creation with her yesterday. Leo, that's like your, that's the one you think is scariest out of the Annabelle movies, Creation. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, the second one. Yeah, that one's fun. Yeah, it's really. Has really she good. seen any of the Nun films or any of like the Nun in the Conjuring's? She hasn't seen. That- no, we started her off with Annabelle Comes Home. You know, it's kind of got that teen adventure theme to it. It's yeah. kind of like walking through a haunted house. That movie. So yeah, mm-hmm. she started with that one. And then we put her on to Creation. What else has she seen? Did she see Happy Death Day yet? Yep. So Happy Death Day. She's seen Countdown. But none of the Conjuring yet. I don't uh, know. I, yeah, I'm going to tread lightly to the first first Conjuring scared the shit out of me. It's really yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. The I'm second saying. one is with, uh, what's the, the creature's name in the second one? The second one was the Enfield oh, Poltergeist, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, Valak yeah. the Nun ends up popping Valak. up in that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah some. Big. uh scary <laughs> you know yeah someone pointed out like if, if you watch it a second time you'll see it It like says valak all over the place like in the yeah, uh, bridge magnets or something like little yep. easter eggs or something if you watch yeah. it a second time yeah uh, yeah it's really cool and and actually bonnie aaron's from the nun who is the nun is in my film so it's been oh, oh, segue. Like, <laughs> i don't even put that together right um, that's awesome yeah. <laughs> she, she's yeah. a lot of fun she is amazing, and she's been so entertaining through this. Oh whole thing. yeah, she's entertained yeah. me. Yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, she's, so awesome. yeah, she's really. And then, so Tyler, what's going on with you and all theory of a dead man news? Anything going on? Now nah, we're uh, we just released a third single off our our last album, "Say uh, Nothing," which came out early this year. Um, it's called "Strangers," which has. Uh, this guy, 0936, whose guest singing on it is really great. It sounds awesome. He's got a, an album coming out next year. So working on that, I just mean the guitar player just started a podcast of I our hear, own. I heard about that. Congrats. Yeah. How's that going? It's good. B- band meeting. So it's, it's me and Dave. We just actually just kind of talk about music, but we're trying to get guests that are like kind of non-musical, like athletes and maybe people that aren't necessarily in music we have some mus- musical guests but uh we're trying to actually talk about music with people that maybe you know from a different perspective but it's been fun we're we were supposed to record one today and we we uh we get quite a few now going so we're excited very cool That's awesome yeah. nice christy i have a question for you though so, so you're making these horror movies i was curious if you, at any time you're going to implement any kind of uh, escape room elements into them where like maybe one movie there's a clue for something and then your next movie there's a clue for something else and they come together in some kind of like definitive form in some future project. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny, sort of in a way, it's not really an escape room, but with the connection thing, my film Frank had just finished. It's an anthology. So all five individual stories actually have links and ties and people that overlap in each story if you pay attention. And sometimes it's like some stories it's very clear and some stories it's like kind of a little more hidden and a little more like, oh, if, if you actually watch, you're like, oh, I see how all these people are connected. But escape room wise, I mean, I could definitely see that happening. I, I feel like I get inspired by going to escape rooms and seeing set design and a lot of these. And absolutely. Maybe you'll have to consult Leo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul. <laughs> swallow this. <laughs> 
This is Karen and Shipka, and you're under the spell of the Boo Crew. I know what you're going to say. That somehow I'm responsible for what's happening. Sabrina Spellman, we're endgame. It's coming. The void. So let's finish this the way we always do. Together. Go ahead, scream. That's all we need. Another victim crawls onto the gurney for a Boo Crew autopsy. Joining Bloody Disgusting's Boo Crew via the Speakeasy Studios, a multi-award winning actor whose career has just careened into becoming one of the most inspired, magnetic, and fearless performers in the industry. Her very instinct and choices have ingrained her into pop culture iconography itself. Projects as varied as 2014's Emmy-nominated adaption of Flowers in the Attic, Nickelodeon's groundbreaking The Legend of Korra animated series as a voice actor, Disney's Sophia the First, then there was her stint on the five-time Golden Globe-winning Mad Men as Sally Draper, Oz Perkins stunning the Black Coat's daughter in 2015, The Silence, and so much more. Finally, a show came along for Netflix, a spooky and delicious twist on Archie Comics' Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It threw the rule book out the window, a blissful exploration of the limitlessness of imagination, inventive cinematography and storytelling that became the backbeat for some of the coolest and most fun performances ever. It is these reasons and its message of empowerment and finding strength within the chaos that turned the show into a lifestyle, a best friend, and provided a sense of belonging and family for its fans. It is set to come to a beautiful end on December 31st with season four. We are honored to welcome Kiernan Shipka from Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah. I can't follow that intro. <laughs> you, you hype me up way too much in that. I'm going to totally disappoint now. Oh, are you kidding me? It's well deserved here. Nina. Thanks again for joining oh, that's us. That's very kind. Happy to be here. So you are at the ending of something that has been a part of you in a very significant way. You're also at the precipice of an all new beginning, the beginning of people getting to take in this new season in as their own, the start of a new year, thank God, and the start Ooh. of a whole new chapter chapter for you how are you feeling right now what are you excited about i'm feeling really good it's it's been a obviously a really odd not great year for a lot of reasons for a lot of people on many different levels but i think that closing out with chaos coming out on december 31st it's just a good it's a it's a good closure on a personal level and it also just feels like, hell yeah, let's kick off this new year. Let's go into 2021. I think it's perfect timing. I'm excited. I'm excited for people to see it too. We worked really hard on it and it's a great season. So I'm just excited for it to be out in the world so I don't accidentally spoil something because <laughs> there's so much that happens in it. I like, I've had to keep my mouth shut for like a, a whole year. It's been, uh, it's been agonizing to not tell people that the original ants make an appearance, like all sorts of It's just, it's fun. I'm excited for people to see it. When you take a look back at it all, a very impressive, some 36 episodes, what have you learned about yourself through Sabrina? I think that I've learned quite a bit, actually. I started the show when I was 18 and I'm 21 now. So those are kind of, you know, some would say formative years. You change a lot from, from 18 to 21. So I think as I was personally growing, I was also being informed by Sabrina's tenacity and strength. And that definitely bled into my own life in a really nice way. 
I think she's an admirable girl. I think she's a wonderful character and her, her ferocious nature definitely inspired me to go after what I wanted in my own life. Uh, she doesn't take no for an answer and she leads with her heart. And I tried to do that as well. And playing her every day was wonderful. I didn't feel like I needed to, you know, shed my skin at the end of the night of some awful character, which is fun in its own right too. But it, it was nice to be playing someone that actually inspired me to, you know, be a, be a good person and, and have strong, strong will and a great nature. If there was one physical item you could take from the set, what would it be and why would it have a special meaning to you? Interesting. Honestly, that set is just filled with good stuff that you could just snatch and put in your back pocket. And I'm kind of mad that I didn't, (laughs) to be quite honest. But I think that I think that at the end of the day, I'm trying to think of something that's like really good and really meaningful because there's no wands or anything like that. Like all of our spells were just like, I'll take that Latin with me forever. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, but we did so many scenes in the kitchen and there was just this like beautiful teacup set. And I think that just having like Sabrina's teacup would be really nice. I don't know. I, I sort of like, it's the little things for me that make a big, big splash. Yeah, we're finally going to get a uh, showdown with the Eldritch Terrors. What can we expect in the final season? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So much. I think the fun thing about the Eldritch Terrors is that it really makes every episode sort of feel like its own small movie because we're tackling something in every single episode. It's the start to finish. There's a through line with the plot, obviously, through all the episodes. But just to have something kind of like insular per episode, like you're handling, you know, these really scary vast sort of unknowns like you know you're you're battling darkness and the weird and sort of all these really interesting things and i think just creatively that gave everyone on set from production design to direction to writing just like this massive creative outlet to just play so i think it's the most free season in that regard as well and i think people are really just kind of going to get into these terrors because they sort of represent these bigger, bigger things that we all sort of battle in our own right. And there are so many great homages to horror's finest moments throughout oh, the yeah. series from Wicker Man yeah. to Midsummer, Exorcist, Hellraiser, all this good stuff. What's your earliest memory of being exposed to horror genre? And are you a fan? I am a big fan. So I, I think the earliest I was ever exposed, I did, I did a really random horror movie called Carriers when I was like six years old. So I think technically speaking, that was probably the first time that I was ever exposed to horror, which is probably a little bit early on. And, and then when I started uh, getting older, I just got obsessed with Halloween. I just got absolutely obsessed with like every year, just spooky season came about and I wanted to watch all the scary movies. I never wanted to be like a princess. I always wanted to be a zombie. And I, I just, it's always sort of been, been right there for me and just as i've gotten older you know watch the shining a million times and it just sort of becomes part of you what's the latest movie that you've seen that's genuinely terrified you you know a movie actually genuinely just got me really scared it was invisible man i yes. thought oh, it wow. was so brilliant obviously i know lizzie and have had the pleasure of working with her and she's just phenomenal 
there's something about that movie that just it's not it's not blood and gore it's just this this just absolutely this tangible horror that really scares me like i i love horror movies that are you know big and slashery and theatrical and all that kind of stuff i think that's amazing but when we're talking about actually getting scared when something just kind of has you on the edge of your seat and so uncomfortable and so sort of mind racing the whole time i thought they did such a brilliant job with that movie in that regard i mean you did an amazing job doing just that in the black coat's daughter and we're huge fans of your role in that and oz perkins what do you remember most about working with him oh my goodness he's brilliant i remember signing on to do the movie And luckily we had like four months before we actually shot it. So we had so much time to go to lunches and get coffees and talk about the character and sort of map out where she was. And oftentimes with the way things are filmed, you don't get that luxury of time. And we really did to sort of just figure out and flesh out this girl. And it was the coldest winter that, Canada had seen in a very long time when I when I shot it and my first scene was outside with a windblower minus 30 (laughs) you know the things we do (laughs) but Oz is absolutely brilliant and it was just it was so fun I really really like I look back on that experience as one of my most fond acting memories I just had such a such a fun time playing with that role because you know you don't want to give away too much and you don't want to be super obvious with what you're doing and i really like subtlety and and that was sort of i think an exercise in subtlety you want to play it so that it's just there's something a little bit off and to me that was so fun now this show chilling adventures of sabrina has been at the helm of over like a dozen different directors in its lifespan Mm -hmm. what's perhaps the most poignant piece of direction that you've ever received on the show or, or just one that comes to mind that was particularly impactful or something that you think about often? There's so many. Oh my goodness. I, I think that we, um, we have such incredible, incredible directors on this show. And one of our executive producers, Rob Seidenglanz also directs a few of our episodes and he always usually directs like a penultimate episode or the finales. He kind of, he kind of handles all those big episodes with us because he knows us so, so, so well. And there's something about just cycling through all these brilliant directors and then coming home at the end of like a season to do an episode with Rob that just feels so amazing because he just knows us so well and lets us play around so much. Um, And I've taken so much value from just, working with him and feeling such a freedom in my character and being able to just kind of be her and explore her. And when there's no judgment and there's, and there's no fear and there's no, you're not trying to impress anyone. You're just trying to do your best job. I think that's when, that's when I'm able to do the work I'm most proud of. So I would say for that reason, you know, I've taken something from every director that I've worked with, but really just sort of really feeling comfortable in the character and just doing it for myself, you know, is, is probably the thing that I'll take the most value from. Yeah. Within the Sabrina mythos, we have like the darkness, the uninvited, the void, and now the upcoming Eldritch uh, Terrors uh, storyline. Is there any one of these you'd like to see explored deeper within a, with a spinoff movie perhaps? Oh my goodness. Well, I think that, I think that the terrors sort of all complement each other. 
But The Weird is one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done. I think that just visually, it's a really um, inspired, interesting episode. Our production designer, uh, Lisa Soper, directed that episode as well, her, or her first time directing. And she did such a knockout job with it. And I just think that like, like octopus visuals and like underwater sea visuals are so interesting and through a horror lens that I would like to explore that one more, especially because that's kind of like a tangible one. A lot of them, like the darkness and stuff like that are sort of this bigger entity that you're sort of, you know, trying to battle and deal with, which, which is fun in its own right. But when something's actually like there that you can handle, I think that that's, I think that that's, you know, that's quite fun. That was the Boo Crew Podcast episode 190. Special thanks to our guests, Kieran and Shipka. Follow her at Kieran and Shipka and at Sabrina Netflix on Instagram and Twitter. At time of release, part four of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina arrives on Netflix December 31st. Thanks to our guests, Chrissy Fox and Tyler Connolly. Follow them at Chrissy Fox, K-R-S-Y Fox and Tyler Connolly Theory on Instagram. Production tracks for this episode provided by Powerman5000. Till next time, it's the Boo Crew saying sweet screams and happy holidays. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at TalesFromTheBoo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand, chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation, part of the bloody disgusting Podcast Network. Bye. A bloody disgusting podcast network. Home of the Boo Crew. For horror-centric interviews. SCP archives. Weekly full cast storytelling. Horror queers. Genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective. And creepy. For disturbing and terrifying creepy pastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.